Hello and welcome to the Building Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are very excited that you have decided to tune in today and pray you are blessed by today's message. Of knowledge, words of wisdom. God's word shows up to encourage us. God doesn't come to condemn us. He comes to encourage us. So when we mess up, when we fall down, when we're going through tough times, God's not the kind of God like us where we go, see what you did? You did this. No, God's a loving God, and he, he understands. He'll point out your mess up, but he always says, look, you messed up. You Look what's happened to you, but son, if you just do this, I'll make it all better for you. That's a great God and a good God, but there's some people in here that are going through some situations, some circumstances, and you didn't do anything. You've been doing almost everything right. You, you, you're trying to figure out why is all hell and and, and, and things breaking loose in your life, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, and, and, and you could be in here, and you, you have a great relationship with God. You're, you're a tither. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you're, you're speaking in tongues, but you're going through all kinds of trials and tribulations, and it's almost hard for you today to even join into the song to sing, Great Are You, Lord. How can I say, God, you're great when I'm going through so much? All things work together for the good. All things don't always seem to work together. Sorry, it, it, they just don't. I understand the scripture, and I believe it, and I live by it, but there's just some things I can't say are good in my life. And, and when I'm going through it, I'm trying to figure out why. Why, God, how can I say how great you are when you're allowing me to go through what I'm going through at this moment? Where are you, God? Where are you? Don't you see me? Don't you hear my prayers? I give, I serve, I honor you, but I'm still going through hell. My mother and my father have forsaken me. My friends have left me. Nobody understands me. And you're going to say, I'm going to sit up here in church and sing, Great are you, Lord. Can we just be honest? Can I get some honest people? There's some situations that happen to me in my life that I have a difficult time talking about how great God is. It's hard to say, God, you're great when when, when your, your daughter's laying in a hospital dying. God, I've given up a job. I've given up everything. I've given up money. I've given up all things to serve you, and you allowed, you allowed my daughter to be laying in the hospital dying. And I'm supposed to look at you talking about how great you are. And hopefully some of you guys in here are going, man, what, I'm about to see lightning come right through the... I'm a servant of God, and God is God. He's not threatened by my talk at all. And there's times I talk to God the same way you hear me talking. I talk to him exactly this way. He's not moved by my speech or how I'm talking. What he wants is my heart and my honesty. But as I heard the word today going forward, as Pastor Jenny began to exhort us, there is a greater joy ahead of us. Some of you are about to step into 
a crucifixion and you see it coming. You know it's going to happen. You're in your garden of Gethsemane. And you're like, Lord, if there be any other way, let this cup pass. And we're having trouble saying, nevertheless, your will be done, not mine. Great are you, Lord. <laughs> you're so great. Why are you letting me go through this? Why are you letting me suffer? The book of Psalms, chapter 66 reads this. It says, make a joyful noise and shout to God all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Selah. Come and see the works of God. He is, an, uh, he is awesome in his doing toward the son of men. He's turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot. There were, they, excuse me, there we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved? Let me stop right there for a second. We're talking about God who has delivered the children of Israel. He's delivered us out of the hand of the follower. He's delivered us and given us salvation. He's given us life and life more abundantly. He's poured upon us all kinds of grace. And we're sitting here, and just like uh, the, the writer of Psalms here is beginning to, to just give God praise for who he is and what he's done and how he's delivering them, and everything's good. But then now we have to finish with the text because the text goes on and says this. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You allowed us to be captured? Just so some of you know, and if you don't know, that to refine silver, you have to put some heat on it. Everybody, anybody ever been in a heated situation where the fire's turned up? Here the writer of Psalms states, he says this, he goes, look, I'm, you refined us as silver. You put us in positions and situations where the heat was turned up. You allowed us to be captured by our enemies. You laid affliction upon our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. If that's any of you, can I get an Amen. You ever had a point where there's just people are all against you? It seems like nobody's on your side. We went through the fire and went through the water. But, somebody say but. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment. But you, who put us in it, you who allowed it to happen. You will bring us out to rich fulfillment. 
I'm telling you today that God is trying to refine your character. There's some of you in here right now that are going through things because God, this is what you, go back and remember your prayers. You've asked for things in your life, and God, being a good God, wants to give them to you. But he knows that sometimes those things will change who you are. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if you don't have the character to handle the power, then the power is going to handle you. There's a reason you don't give your 13-year-old child the keys to your car. They're not mature enough. They don't have the character to handle that responsibility. What God is saying to us today is, I'm trying to bring you into rich fulfillment. But first, I allowed your enemies to trample over your head. I have refined you as silver. I have brought you through the flood and I brought you through the fire that I can bring you to a place of rich fulfillment. Rich fulfillment is the place that God desires to lay upon you the blessings of God that you've been asking him for all your life. But the reason why it's not happening is because we all quit. We are quitters when it comes to hard times. Comfort and convenience is not a luxury found in the Bible. When you find it, let me know. God brings us through these hard times that he can lay the anointing and the power upon us. I'm here to encourage you today. Whatever it is God's bringing you through, don't quit. Keep going so that he can bring you into rich fulfillment. Fulfill. Fulfill. God wants you to go all the way through it so you can fulfill the destiny and the call upon your life. Some people in your life have to go. Some jobs you might be at you're counting on, God's got to se separate you from. There's situations in your life that you're trying to hold on to and God's trying to get you to let go of. And we're weeping and crying over it. And what we're calling a blessing, God's saying, is really a curse. We got to start walking in faith. Praise God. Turn to um, 2 Corinthians. pages are so big. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to do this. We're going to pray and we're going to get out of here. We will start 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 2. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in body I do not know or whether out of body I do not know. God knows such a one was caught up into the third heaven. I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. 
God knows, how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for man to utter. One such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth, but I refrain lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in my flesh was given me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that I might, it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace. And the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. God's grace is sufficient for you as you're going through the fire and the flood. As you're being refined. As your enemies are trampling over your head. God's grace is sufficient to bring you into fulfillment. Paul goes on and says, therefore, most I will gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. How many people want the power of God to rest upon their lives? You want the power of God to rest upon your life? Then you start giving God some praise as you're going through your problems. This is when you'll start to begin to get the revelation of how great God is because God is a great God, whether you see it or not. As you remember, Jenny said, I will praise you whether you do another thing for me or not. If you ever even answer another prayer, I will sing unto the Lord his goodness and his greatness. Most of us forget about what God has done. We're too busy looking, about, looking at what he's doing, and we're thinking about what we want him to do but we never consider about what he's done. I, I, I could stay there for an hour if I wanted to because we get short-term memory. We get spiritual amnesia. Some of us have that, that good old church, uh, what would I say, church Alzheimer's. When it comes to what the Lord has done for us, we soon forget immediately. And what he's doing in our lives, we begin to complain because most of the time what God is doing for us is preparing us for the next phase and the next step in our lives. And as what he's doing in our lives is we're hurting and things are going on with us, we're too busy looking at, why God? Instead of looking where I'm at, I'm just going to praise God for what he's done. Doesn't matter where I'm at now. So I'm going to boast in my infirmities where I'm at now, and I'm going to give God praise for what he's done before. Because if I can praise him for what he's done before, and as I'm praising for what he's done before, I'm still praising him for where I'm at now. Which means my praises are going to go before me for what he's going to do in me. I want to be prepared for the blessings and the rich fulfillment that God is about to pour out on my life. And you know why? Not because of me, not because of what I want, because you're depending on it. The same way I'm depending on you to reach rich fulfillment. Because I need you, and the person next to you needs you. I need you to get to the next level. I need my hand to function. I need my legs to work. I need my heart to pump right. And I got legs, hands, feet, 
greens, beans, tomatoes, all up in this place. I knew that'd wake you up. So, saints, I want to encourage you today. This is one what I was going to preach. The Lord, I just, I just didn't feel released to preach what I was going to preach. But God just wants me to encourage you. He's taking you to rich fulfillment. That, that, that's, that's awesome. Because I know Jesus saw what was going to happen to him. He knew before time. He knew that he was going to endure not just the cross, but everything up to the cross. He knew it. He knew what the pain was going to be like. He knew what rejection was going to be like. All that stuff, he knew it. But instead of looking at what he was going to go through, he looked at the rich fulfillment that was about to be laid upon him. He didn't see what he was going to go through. He saw the end result, which is you. He saw your face. Hard to believe that. He saw me? Yes. The Bible said before you were even formed in your mother's womb, he knew you, called you by name. He knew you and saw the joy that was before him that allowed him to go through the stuff that he's going through. Saints, today, don't look at where you're going through. Don't look what's about to happen. Look at the rich fulfillment. Look at what God's going to do for you. And because he's going to do it for you, others may benefit. Don't be selfish about what God's doing for you. Oh, God's going to give me a house. Praise God. Maybe he wants to give you a house that you can have small groups. I got about three amens, yes. Maybe God wants to give you a car so that you can give some saints a ride to church. Maybe God wants to give you that six-figure job because there's some six-figure other people that need Jesus. Oh, God, thank you for blessing me with these six figures. It's me, me, me. Bless me. My cup runneth over. God says, no. I moved you into this position because there's five people that is a sphere of influence for you. And you can minister to these people. And guess what? This is your platform. This is your ministry. You're going to minister outside. You're going to preach the gospel and speak only when you have to. But you need to live your life. My son said, I'm around a person 10 hours a day. And he got to keep his Jesus on. He preaches every day to one person. And he knows his assignment. And he accepts it. And each one of you have an assignment. And there's rich fulfillment. Yeah, that job you're at with all those crazy unsaved people, you're there to get them saved. Uh, yeah, you don't even want to clap for them. And that's great, are you, Lord? Do you know, this, this is boasting in my firmness. I go to my job. Don't none of them like me. They always set me up. They make me work harder. They do all this. You know what? But God keeps me. He gives me patience to do it, and I do it with excellence, and I'll be singing and everything, and they keep trying their best to get on my nerves. But I keep giving God honor and glory, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Watch this. I promise. Watch this. Somebody's going to go through some trouble at, that, at your job. Somebody. And guess who they're going to be? Nicodemus. They're going to wait till everybody else is gone. They're going to be like, hey, psst. Um, well, you know, uh, my mother's sick, 
and she's in the hospital now. And I was wondering if you could throw up one of those prayers for me. And you'd be like, you know, I'd be more than happy to pray with you. But do you know if you had Jesus Christ in your heart, you could say the same prayer that I pray, and God will hear you the same way that he hears me? Did you know that? Matter of fact, why don't you come to church with me and find out? Okay, I'll go this Sunday, but don't tell nobody. Stop being so selfish about where you're at, saints. You're going through it. So is everybody else. I guarantee you, everybody in here will one-up your story in a second. You, well, I got a sore tooth. It's like, man, I got five sore teeth. And my foot hurts. Right? You guys know people like that? They always one-up your testimony? Everybody in here is going through something. And if you're not, if you're not, no, watch this. If you're not going through something, you're getting ready to go through something. Yes, there goes the saying. We're all shot. Everybody shot. Who is everybody shot? I don't care. We all shot. Drive. <laughs> Turn the key and drive. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking. I had coffee, but um, <laughs> saints of God, today we were gonna talk about generosity. I'm not gonna get into that. We're gonna excuse, but I, I, I wanna, Danny, if you come on up. I want you. I wanna encourage you guys something about the move of God. Don't. Let your familiarity with the presence of God breed contempt. We're in a place where, where two or three are gathered in his name. He shall be in the midst. And when God comes, he shows up. But he doesn't just show up so we can get the willies and, you know, the goosebumps. That's not what he's showing up for. But when God shows up, he brings healing and deliverance, encouragement, salvation. And it's a perfect time to take advantage of it. When the waters, you know, there's the, they talk about the pool of Bethesda, and, and it says that the angel would come down and trouble the water, which means it would, it would make the water move, and whoever got in the water would get healed. Well, that's an analogy about God. When God shows up in the place and the waters are stirring, it's up to you to step in. Because there were people at the pool of Bethesda that just stood there. Wow, the water's being troubled. Many people are in church just standing there, and they have a need, but they're not stepping in. Some of you are standing close enough to get splashed. But how many know when you're baptized, you got to go fully into the water? Getting sprinkled didn't help E40, and it ain't going to help you. Go home and Google it. I'm dead serious, though. When the water's stirring, what are you doing? You being a spectator? Are you rushing to get in? I'm not waiting for anybody to carry me. Bible talked about a man that was lame, and he's like, look, man, every time I try to get in, everybody else beats me into the pool. It's like, first come, first serve, and by the time I even get there, it's too late. He was lame. I'm about to make the connection. Some of y'all got some lame excuses for not entering in. 
You're the first part of people that will call the elders and the pastors about the trouble and the, and the bondage that you're going through. All you got to do is get in. God's troubling the waters. Step in. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. And if you would like to know more information about our church, please visit thebuildingcf.com or download our app on all major app stores and marketplaces. Once again, thank you and have a blessed day.